Hello, this is David Geckel from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a Leeds United fan. And we're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. And you're listening to the DU Football Show. I mean, you lost to us, for fuck's sake. And we can't score goals when we're, like, desperately trying, and then we get, like, something accidental, like, woo we won! Yeah, but he says it was on purpose. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking gooner gram. Smell the malort. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, he's just regular Jesus, Samuel Graham. I do have a little olive tint to my skin, so I'm going for the role of Jesus. I was just wondering if you were uh, my own personal Jesus, but apparently you just regular Jesus. I'm just regular Jesus. I'm regular Jesus. How you, do, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Long day, but but doing all right. Ready to do a show with you, good sir. Your long days are my regular days. You know, you could live that life. You chose not to. <laughs> with who? We're recording at DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. You can text me right as the show starts like my wife does. Or uh, it's at D Football Show on all the social medias uh, or D Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Very good. And uh, Mel, we had a little uh, interesting interaction in your world, didn't you, this week? I, I did. Yeah. I led a Twisted History tour on Saturday. <laughs> And I had a little coffee before my tour. I was yawning and checking them in. I'm like, sorry. Ooh, I was up early for a game this morning because Villa had a 7.30 in the morning game. And uh, the guy who happened to be English goes, what game? I was like, oh, uh, you know, football game, English Premier League. He goes, who do you support? And that's when I realized, oh, he's like from the island. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? Uh, they like, are an island people. I yes. go, Aston Villa. He goes, huh. I'm an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> Smart man. And I was talking about the show, and then I was like, yeah, my husband's an Evertonian. And then as I said that, somebody else for the tour is walking up and goes, did somebody say Everton? I'm an Everton fan. Very cool. Wow. So, yeah, we had some uh, good football talk on the show. Uh, Sam's business card wrapped in a $5 bill fall yeah. out of their pocket, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about the new local... Uh, soccer team because it's American, the Naples mm -hmm. Blues, and he and I are season ticket holders. And then one of the guys on my tour is a lobbyist, and he's like, "Yeah, I just bought six tickets. <laughs> I'm going to give them out to to clients and my sons." I'm like, "Awesome! It was a good weekend." Well, so basically, you didn't service the tour; you just got a group of people that wanted yeah. to learn about history, talking about soccer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We had a good old we had out a in front of the state house. Time, yeah. so hopefully, they check out the show. Love That's it. funny. 
Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show. And every single show, Mr. Graham, Whiskey Advocates List continues to roll. We're uh, on to what number, good sir? Number 11. So the last one in the bottom half of the table. Uh, this is the Sweetens Cove Kennessee. Uh, oh, yeah, that's correct, actually. Kennessee Toasted Sugar Maplewood Finished Bourbon. Uh, this is a 93 rated from the panel, um, and it comes in at 110.7 proof. Uh, or 55.35% by volume, if you're doing it that way. Should run you around 60 bucks. Um, and your blurb comes to you from Shane English, actually. Yeah. Uh, this blend of bourbons from Kentucky and Tennessee leads with vanilla pound cake, sweet cream, and breakfast pastries, balanced by some toasted oak and earthy oversteeped wow. tea. With each sip, it shows evolution. The sweet vanilla-led notes continue on the palate, but grow into nuttiness and fruitiness. Adding peanut butter and jelly, berry compote, and baking spice. While the whiskey leads with sweetness, it's well-balanced and offsets the sweet with tannic oak and black tea with milk. Very good. Uh, definitely needs ice. Is it better? Very I haven't much, tasted yeah. it on it, ice it, yet. That black tea comes through very much. You very much taste the sugar maple of the Tennessee whiskey, that that upfront sweetness. You definitely get that. A big shout out to Todd and Joy on the assist. This is one of those whiskeys that's not available in our market, but uh, they were able to find it down in Knoxville and they got a couple bottles and brought it up the night of the roast. Big time black tea. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right about that. The maple's coming out a lot more now, too. And that toasted, I almost get like a cinnamon. That might be the baking spice you're talking about, too. I'm getting almost like a cinnamon toast crunch kind of finish from that toasted barrel. Yeah. It's lot, all right. A lot going on with that one. Interesting, yeah. interesting whiskey. Did you distill this? <laughs> uh, I believe. I mean, I, I do have like some side project y'all don't know about. I, I don't know a ton about the brand. I believe um, Peyton Manning is involved in this. Okay. Like he's one of the owners, I believe. It's It's interesting. I'm glad we got it. Uh, it's uh, very hot and it really does need the ice. I think this is going to smooth out a lot more as the big cube melts a little and gets a little bit softer. It, interesting concept with, con, you know, mixing bourbon and Tennessee whiskey together. You know? Yeah. So the, the back of the bottle actually says volunteer to share. Right. Uh, but it says, did we just become best friends? <laughs> and then it says, cheers to friends, old and new to memories and traditions, laughter and legends. Um, the front neck label says rivals no more. Okay. Um, and the back says kindred spirits. Yeah. I'm guessing that's because they married two whiskeys, yeah. Tennessee and Kentucky whiskeys. Yeah. 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 And good. I'm, I'm, I'm I only glad. poured a little bit yeah. because I didn't know if I was going to care for it. Right. Now that it's got some ice. Now it's that it's got up. some ice, it's actually decent. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. That. There's always there's always some newer brand stuff people haven't heard of before, something a little off the beaten path. This kind of checks that box that they typically will have. Yeah. Um, I would say I think there's other list whiskeys on this list that we have already had that I preferred over this one. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would tend to agree with that. I don't think this will make my top five. No. Off the list. No. I, th no. I think it deserves its place on the list, though. It's It's decent. 
I enjoy it. Yeah. And that this is the type of bottle that the list is about. Right. Not Find terrib- some weird shit. It's not super expensive. Mm-hmm. It's good. Fairly accessible. I mean, it's obviously not in this market. Yeah, but, but, the, I market, mean, yeah. but the markets it's in, you can you find, can find it. it. Yep. It's very findable. So what else do we need to do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly. Hey, good. Hey, that was a halfway decent clink for the two of us. Not that? bad. It, the clink game has gone down since I've switched to this mug. Yeah, I mean, that happens. Yeah, but I can't not use this mug that Garrett got me so generously. I mean, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So it says cunt. Yeah. Yes, we figured that out. <laughs> no, Sam, it says unt. That's what the mug says. There's just a handle that's in And I really like the very digitized smiley face. The midweek Sam saw a change at the top of the table. Only to see it change right back over the weekend. Manchester City 3, Arsenal 1, Arsenal 4, Aston Villa 2, Man City 1, Nottingham Forest 1. I don't know what you're worried about. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Just come on about your day. We'll be all right. <laughs> it was excellent. Um, Yeah. The City game was very frustrating, obviously. Um, Couldn't find the uh, the uh, the quality in the final third. Um, And... A couple of very, very blatant individual errors. That's what I was about to say. It's not that you guys played poorly because uh-uh. you didn't play poorly. No, but I, I thought we actually stood toe to toe with them pretty well. Bad gaffes. Yeah. And those uh, bad t- gaffes against a, t- uh, a Pep Guardiola coach team. If you make mm-hmm. a bad gaff, they are going to make you pay. And that's really the scoreline's not reflective of what this match was. No, absolutely not. And 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 really an inch it's only two one right uh the tamiyasu back pass that kevin de bruyne latched on to which was a, a fine finish and, and an audacious effort um curled in just inside the post i mean mm-hmm. that could have went very differently yeah tamiyasu not doesn't usually fuck up so right. do do you think it was the pressure of the situation could be maybe it could be of, it's also it, as we it was his weaker left foot as hey, well and you're um, an incredibly young team so oh, yeah. it doesn't surprise me to think that Eh, maybe the moment got to you. Yeah, it could be. You, you also have to remember, too, uh, like you said, with being young, there's there's inconsistencies that come with that. And Arsenal been one of the most consistent teams this season, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, or they wouldn't be where they are. So with all the expectations and the hype and the, the boxes we've been checking along the line, you still got to rem- remember because it's easy to forget. It's easy to get away from it. That this team's quite young yeah. and mistakes can happen. Yeah. You know, a bit of complacency sets in it, uh, on occasion or they could overlook an opponent. Um, you know, kind of like they did with you. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, Sean Dice was there all of fucking 15 minutes and we let it get to us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's one of those. It's just, it's one of those things. Uh, I tell you what, Grealish uh, is starting to make an impact now for City. Yeah, it only took him. He still can't name where Birmingham is on a map and it only took him a year and a half to bet in. But he's doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He's starting to score goals. He's starting to get assists. He's starting to get playing time. I think I think uh, city supporters as a whole was like, why'd we buy this guy? And something you have to realize, Erling Holland is the exception, not the rule on a pep team. You have to work your way into the yeah, absolutely with a pep team. But besides Holland's that, the only time he's ever just thrown a guy out there and said, go score goals. I So I saw a, a very irresponsible headline, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, because Jack Grealish is a notable donkey. Somebody, it must have been a slow news day for whatever newspaper this came out of. I don't remember who it was exactly, but the headline was 
it wasn't exactly a headline. The first paragraph of the article was basically uh, Jack Grealish is relieved that Enzo Fernandez is now the most expensive British transfer in history. I don't think Jack Grealish knows who Enzo Fernandez is. <laughs> right. I don't think Precisely. he cares. I don't think it matters. I don't think the thought ever crossed his mind because I don't even think he can count to 100 million. <laughs> um, <laughs> quite frankly. So how does he not like that pressure? I don't think really matters to Jack Grealish of having that price tag. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I don't know why it, it would matter what somebody else got bought for that. Oh, great. So that hundred million that I got paid for me doesn't matter anymore because they, they spent 106 on him. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's bollocks. It just doesn't make any sense. Going to give it to you on a Glenn Karen because we only have one of the uh, Newcastle glasses. Glenn Karen. Yeah. For special occasions. <laughs> this is only the second time this season this has happened. Uh-huh. Uh, third time this season. Who else did we lose to? You lost to us. You oh, lost to, to City. you. Yeah. Uh, you sitting in the United. United. You're right. Third yeah. time this season. Yeah. Uh, I also would like you to say. You only lose to the best teams. Shove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shove at all of you. Uh-huh. Um, had never had this before. She told me that on Friday. Oh, no shit. And much like back in the day when somebody told you that they had never been to a strip club before. <laughs> You're like, well, this is fucking happening. Yep. So I brought, it's my bottle is in my bag in the car and I took it to all of you this morning and I just like, I'm not going to make you go through it alone. Don't worry. Pull a second glass out. Yeah. Yep. So I started my day with Malort. <sighs> now I'm ending it with Malort. What was what was uh, the thoughts? Um. She said if she drank it 10 years ago before all of the experience of her life in the drinking game now, Mm -hmm. it would be much more intolerable, but it is still fucking gross. She's just used to drinking a bunch of weird shit now because she's a beer manager, you know, now her second or third store. Yeah. She's been given a lot of weird shit. Oh, yeah. She's got a very good palate, but she, you know, has been handed a lot of weird shit in her day. You know, a good next time I go in, I'm going to have to be like, guys, how about my Lord treat you? Well, I, I made sure to mention that you've had to do over an entire bottle this season because your team's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? My team was better than you. Justin walked up in the middle of that conversation and apparently was uh, uh, approached about a Jepson's Malort barrel program. Oh, no shit. For the bourbon. Oh, yeah. They do have their bourbon. And if they have a barrel program with Malort, might not be a bad collab idea. I think that would be a fantastic collab idea. Yeah. And also, especially the way everything's their, going, their <laughs> bourbon. We need a barrel by the time this show retires. We reviewed that bourbon on this show. It's, it's, I wasn't here that day, remember? Oh, okay. It's, it's, I still have a bottle here in the, in the, uh, in the closet. It's, it's a six-year-old bourbon. It's a perfect. It's 2023. Sp- Shouldn't that thing be allowed to come out by now? Yeah. <laughs> no good. I am uh, double uh, hi hat for that. That's I am a father. Yes. Okay. Those jokes are not far away at any one moment. <laughs> That's it. I thought you were telling me to hurry up, not cover for you. No, no. I was giving you the <laughs> hey, cover for me as I swallow my own spit. Thank you. I thought you were saying wrap it up. Hurry up. No, 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 no. no. I'm done. That's good. I got no, my zinger. Wrap it up. Keep it going. Oh, the angle was off. Yeah. You know what else is funny? What's that? That's what Arteta did on Saturday against um Villa. Yeah. Mocked the referee. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Brilliant. Well, you're speaking of that. We'll come well on. To, yeah, and... we'll come on to that in a second, I we, guess. We can move right on. Yeah, to that, I mean, that, you know? the city game, it was just it was a frustrating event. So that's I mean, that's pretty much all we have to say. It was a good game. I thought, every, you know, it's just that that final ball lacked from us. You the, and the, city pounced on our mistakes like a tiger. But now the tough part <laughs> is, is you do have to. 
the next time you face them, it's in their building. Yeah. You know, so that the empty head. Right. That's not what you wanted, though. Right. You wanted to get the point in your building. <laughs> of course. Not feel the pre- now there's that pressure of you have to walk away with at least a fucking point at city. Yes, or else we can't afford another single slip-up this season. Right. So precisely. we are have a two-point lead. We have one game in hand. We still have to play Liverpool. We still have to play Chelsea a second time. And I and, think that's it, actually. And Liverpool's starting to figure it out. Right. So And li- the Liverpool game's at Anfield as well. Uh, it's yeah, away also. Not, not good. Yeah. Correct. So um, that is a little worrisome. Chelsea, I think, brush them aside. Yeah. Uh, fucking pitiful that team right now Jesus. um it could be managerless by the time we play them next time but surprised. we have a we have a good run uh mm-hmm. coming up here this was the last kind of top half team we have to play for a fair amount of time now i think like six or seven games mm-hmm. everything becomes quite winnable yeah so you know we should be able to at least maintain and then those oddballs here or there just hopefully everybody's fit and firing and, and we can figure it out good response for you on saturday morning not a good start you went down twice yeah but what you want to see right a lot of top managers always talk about the performance the performance is good if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and creating the chances we're supposed to create eventually the goals will come eventually that you know that the one shot they got will go the other side of the bar it will be out you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like that kind of stuff and you saw that here that the level of performance didn't slip you know, we were able to fight back, come back twice, because how easy would it have been to deflate after giving up a goal in the fifth minute? Right. And you know? you're in their building. You're exactly. in their building. Yeah. So. The crowd's on your back. The, the whole nine. And Villa yeah. Park notoriously is very close to the pitch. The, the crowd is like breathing down your neck. It's loud and they're tasting blood. It would have been very easy to capitulate. But especially going into halftime down. But another great piece of business by the genius Mikel Arteta selling Double H and Emmy <laughs> on deadline day a couple of years ago to mm. for this very moment. And mm. boy, did he deliver mm. um, when you are a shithouse to the way that he has been a shithouse since the World Cup, especially. Uh-huh. But really going back to the Copa America when he won it with Argentina last summer, it is absolutely a requirement <laughs> to fuck with him now. Um. Uh. One of the other. Uh, Maybe he did. He definitely <laughs> opened the door to it. And there was. No, yeah. I got a lot of memes sent to me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, I tagged you in a few on Facebook. <laughs> right. Uh. The uh. The closed group was quality. I'm this surprised. Quality. I'm surprised that no one from Arsenal grabbed the ball or the man of the match award afterwards and did the Golden Glove celebration. <laughs> with it oh Mikel might have been really i thought of it that. when it happened i thought of it mm. and it was pointed out by the uh the the lovely people on that other podcast that we listen to that doesn't pay us to plug them right uh and they thought of it and i was like yep i was first thing in my mind was why hold somebody right didn't there. hold it in front of their dick um. so but it was, all in all i thought it was a good game it's unfortunate and then apparently this is funny mm-hmm. uh unai emery uh, and his post-match said, yeah, I've never once told a goalkeeper to go up for a corner ever. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. <laughs> yeah. He said he thought it was probably a personal vendetta that obviously making the that I mean, it really wasn't even a mistake. Honestly, he went for a ball as he should have went for a ball. And there was an unfortunate 
situation. I mean, he didn't even hit the ground. The ball had already cannoned off his head. Right, right. You know, I mean, but what a sweet hit mm-hmm. by Jorginho. By mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the hit deserved a goal. And the one before that, he gotten beaten on the near post. Mm-hmm. That's why when you were saying earlier that uh, after the World Cup, all the teams are going to come signing. I'm like, no, he's great at PKs. He's great at shithousery. He's fine at everything else. Uh, honestly, I think there's two keepers ahead of him on the wish list for most teams. Nick Pope? Uh, uh, no. We'll, we'll Not get, anymore. We'll get to Nick Pope. <laughs> it, it's Not gonna anymore. Be, it's going to be Jordan Pickford because he's England's number one. And in all likelihood, even if Everton stay up, I have a feeling Pickford's going to want to go play Champions League ball. Uh-huh. And the uh, the other one uh, that I think... Taylor is, Navis. Uh, it's going to get more play <laughs> more play than, uh, than Emmy would. David Raya at uh, yeah. Brentford. Oh, Sanchez, too. Both of them, I he's, think, are excellent. Raya has not signed an extension. Raya wants out. Manchester United is apparently interested in him. Yeah, Raya wants um, out. But there is, yeah, but I, I think still winning your continental tournament, notoriously as difficult as Europe and South America. <laughs> yeah, true. And then winning the World Cup, which is the most difficult football tournament in the world. Mm-hmm. He definitely has some credence. I mean, he came up huge in, in a lot of situations. Yeah, you know, and just right up there with it would be helping Arsenal lift the uh, FA Cup that year. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's just like Allison. Now he scored a goal too. All right, well, you two both have <laughs> shots to do, so let's get this. I done. don't. I maintain and uh-huh. hear me out. We technically drew Arsenal. Okay. Because you didn't. I'm not counting the fourth goal because that was an open net and nobody counts those, and the second goal because it was an Emmy own goal. Then that's two Third two. Goal. Okay, so 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two. that's a draw. Okay, N- nice try on the math. Uh, the problem is, is no goal counts as a goal. Listen, Jurgen. Yeah. It went... <laughs> I'm contesting... <laughs> it, was the, it was the win. I'm contesting the results, and I have filed some paperwork, and we will hear back when uh, the FAA gets back to me. Okay, well... That's fine. The FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration... <laughs> you can go ahead and appeal... It still means you have to fucking serve your ban, which means take your fucking shot and shut yeah, up. And actually, you should be a second one for a frivolous appeal. That's it. I'm uh, uh, now violating the. Th- I'm now reaching out to the FCC. Here's the other thing. Yes. By FIFA, the way, FIFA. I'm going to reach out to FIFA over okay, this shit. Heard. Nerd fight. Did uh-huh. you see that? Yes, I did see. Mel, nerd did fight. you see that? No. What? Two analysts in the press box had to be separated after a physical altercation at that match. Oh yeah. An Arsenal match analyst and uh-huh. a, a, a an Aston Villa match analyst. What happened? They it came to fisticuffs, what, which what I'm sure they, they called they yelling it yelling fi- about. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, they slapped each other with their pocket protectors and calculators and shit <laughs> <laughs> to the point where one of them had a gash on the eye, apparently. And I'm pretty sure that was the Villa one. So take your little tutu and your bloody eye. We win because we beat up your my nerd beat up your nerd. Yeah, Cheers. I was going to say, would y'all shut up and do the fucking shot already? <laughs> I do enough of them. At least I fucking throw it back right away. You all are like, hey, man, man, no, it's not a real score. It was really 2 2. No, I'm going to say 20 stories and not take my shot. What I, I have love no problem is, doing the shot. What I love is that everybody watching on video, which, by the way, we go live at 7 p.m. every Monday, could see That's me take horror. that shot without a flinch. Versus Graham, who <clears throat> definitely winced. No, I didn't. Not until after. Video evidence. It was well, well after the fact. Mm-hmm. I already said two sentences. You care if I'm going to cut you with my pocket protector? <laughs> <laughs> I'll gash your eye out. There is something about the city ground and forest. There's Special. something about that ground. <laughs> they they become 
giants the minute they take the pitch in that park. <laughs> you know what else was a giant? <laughs> Kayla Navas's cock. It was like a third arm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that saved a point blank. Uh, was it John Stones or Emmerich Laporte? One of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, saved uh, saved a shot point blank range. Um, it was a, a performance for the ages from Navas. This is this is Real Madrid stuff from back it's in the day. Why why he is considered to be one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time? It's it's not debatable. He's just that fucking good. He's he good. really is. He is good. Really, really is. Yeah, the man is just a. It's funny because you didn't. It wasn't like I really feel like Henderson had done anything wrong to lose his job, but it's Kayla fucking Navis, man. Yeah. Well, uh, fucking Navis. Dean Henderson was hurt when, know, at one point, he, which is why they had to sign him. But he ain't coming back into play. No, because <laughs> it's Taylor fucking Navis yeah, for sure. This is like when he made the decision to go back to Manchester United. It's like you're not going to replace David De Gea. Right. Why are you doing that to yourself? Just didn't, and why Debravka would leave Newcastle? Well, I know why he left Newcastle, but why would he leave for United? Right. You're not going to play. Right. Uh, you're not going to play. Right. But yeah, no, awesome. It was. It was. It was a great fucking game. The city goal was decent. The Bernardo Silva goal was mm-hmm. decent. Great but, goal. but Forrest didn't, you know, not create chances. They, they had a fair few chances in the game. City dealt with most of them. A couple of helter-skelter moments. Um, city doing what City seems to be doing a lot of lately, other than against Arsenal, not being cutthroat. Like well, it's just- I think Holland was starting to get really frustrated with the physicality of the defenders. Mm-hmm. And then... Tried to leather everything, just absolutely put his laces through it and smashed, blow the ball up. I mean, he instead of finishing as as he should, and he just lost his composure. Missed two point blankers, and one of them he put in fucking Rosette. Like mm-hmm. that's he makes those. Like, and you could tell he was clearly frustrated. Um, I think he wanted a call that I don't think he should have gotten. I think they were right in not calling the penalty. Yep, thought Me it was too. soft at best. Very soft. Agreed. <laughs> Totally agree. But when you're when you're a player and you're not, it, things aren't going your way. You start to feel like you're being hard done, and you look for that. Like you you go ahead and try to get the soft penalty because you're not getting it any other way. So you just try to and you know manipulate the system a little, and it just didn't work. Sure, Navas tried that with his wife later, but because of the save, couldn't do it. Because <laughs> after a save like that, probably couldn't get wood. No, but his team could right no. there at the end. Uh, what a fantastic pass. Yep. And a Chris Wood tap in. Uh, and pretty much every Forest fan that criticized the signing had to eat uh, humble pie. Yeah. And had to, uh, had to, you know, he saved us here. And he, uh, and he did. He came up huge. And th- that's one of those games. I know we say, for the most part, for teams that are in relegation battle, it's not the. <laughs> Who's that from? Just now. I, uh, I'll show this to Houston. Um, Christian just posted that. Your regular Jesus. <laughs> Taylor in the comments, speaking of your Jesus hair, said uh, that checks out. That's what people say when they see Graham's hair. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're perfect. Was... You're perfectly fine. You know, hey, it's leave leave it to leave it to little stroke and uh and battery recharge to fuck with Graham. <laughs> you know it's like just how it goes man little stroke <laughs> and the energizer bunny yep the oh, fucking duracell over there <laughs> like we, like we said teams that are in the relegation zone that get like the win like the everton beating arsenal thing like you said that's the icing it's not the cake 
but in a case where you're a team, you're on the outs, you're you're fairly safe currently, but you've you slipped a little bit in the table and you're this is the kind of game that does save your season and does keep you up. Now, they've got some hard games coming up. I know I believe they got uh, Liverpool next, but it just it's they they might be doing just Force enough. Of to, West Ham next. Oh, I'm sorry. They might be doing just enough to stay up, man. They really might be. And then they've got you after that. Actually, yeah, I know they got us, the in their, us in their building. And that's after we have to play you in the midweek. Yes. I have a feeling when we play you in the midweek. Somebody going to hurt the real And bad. I have a feeling we don't care. Yep. You shouldn't I have, care. I have a feeling that it's going to be we need to go get points at Forest, which you is not an easy it, thing to do. Exactly right. And if. <laughs> God. I nailed some spit. Um, Forest are up to 13th. Yeah. All of a sudden, 25 points with a minus 20 goal differential. <laughs> oh, they need that to is that. far and away the worst in that area of the uh, from 10th through 16th. Mm-hmm. That is the worst goal differential. Yep. So, so they but they're, to, they're on 25 points. They're, they're flying right now yeah. by their standards at the moment. But they need to they need to keep that point lead because you know, they don't want to get into goal against. No, the they Scotland. can't. They, they're in trouble. They, they, they can do. big time. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you think City can stay consistent? Because we keep seeing this throughout the season where there's, you know, this forest game drawing Everton at home. Like, well, you mean those noisy northerners? Yeah. What do you do? You think that they're going to be able to like they clearly were focused and ready to play you, but then they fuck it off against forest. Uh Do you think that they can focus on the rest of the season and do it? Or do you think? They're prone to more fuck-ups. I think they're prone to more fuck-ups simply because uh, Kevin De Bruyne is being really weird. His attitude hasn't been right for a few weeks, but basically since the World Cup, his attitude, mm-hmm. he's looked disgruntled. Yeah. And then you add into it how poorly he himself played on Saturday against Forrest. I wouldn't be surprised if De Bruyne maybe moved on in the summer um that also all depends on what their fucking status is with uh calvin phillips and a few others well as with well. financial fair play as well, well that's Who knows what well the they could sell they just wouldn't be able to buy um, you potentially keep a disgruntled player because it's a body well it could be yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. now it depends but yes you're correct i mean they i'm sure they have you know as many people on loan as chelsea do <laughs> So Chelsea can survive a three, probably a five-year transfer ban because they have so many people on loan they can bring back mm-hmm. that are owned by the club still. Pretty much. Yeah. There you go. For the first time in eight years, all three clubs in the bottom got victories, and all three of them by the same scoreline. Everton won, Leeds nil, Southampton won, Chelsea nil, Bournemouth won, Wolverhampton nil. Chippy affair at Goodison, man. Chippy, chippy affair. I want to say, and I've reserved the right to go way over on the amount of time allotted for Newcastle because Alan Giannis has escaped a bullet here <laughs> with his, as banter club as they were this past weekend. Mm-hmm. The fact that three one nils from the bottom teams got in before that game. Yeah. 
I reserve the right to make full fun of him in the last segment. Oh, I was just going to say that Oso is anything but Oso. That's for damn <laughs> yeah. sure. If you look at the look at the lines it's for the most fuck part. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So y'all's game was pitiful. Oh, um, yeah. It was god awful. Uh, what a fucking goal, though. There were two moments that really sparked in this game for me. One mm-hmm. was Seamus Coleman's goal, who maintains that he actually meant to do it. There was he said he had a hip problem and he knew that he wasn't going to be able to wrap his foot around it for a cross. So he thought, well, I'll just have a shot. I think that's a lot of emotions to go through in that very short span of time uh, from running down the field. Yeah. And at his age, if he's got a hip problem, how's he moving that fast in the first place? Well, couple that, too, with the fact that he did look up. There was nobody in the box. That's true. But Meslier was also out of position. Why the hell are you lining up to cut off a cross? When there's no one there to cross to mm-hmm. like, why aren't that? It's it's very much a what were you thinking, Meslier? It really oh, he's, was. He's he's a lot like Larice. <clears throat> Is that whole French, you know, goalkeeper kind of status quo, really? Mm-hmm. Very good shot stopper. Pretty decent most days. Prone to a big, big gaff. And this was another one. Oh, absolutely. He got beat 23 yards from goal on the right side. <laughs> Literally by the sideline, but a fantastic cross shot that ended up in the back of the net. I told that's the only I, I scored a goal. The only goal I scored in college was similar to that mm-hmm. was a cross that the wind got hold of and, and took it in. Took it in. Yeah. What was the second thing you had for the don't fuck with the Americans? <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to tell you all that for fucking years. Those okay? two are feisty. <laughs> the FBI, the CIA. You don't fuck with Americans abroad. Okay. You fuck. You get it now. Mm-hmm. Dwight mm-hmm. McNeil had to be coddled by a fat steward. Yeah. Uh, the, to the, save his life because Tyler Adams was choking him against the advertising hoarding. Uh, the joke around uh, all the Everton boards has Brilliant. been there's the headlock. There was an actual headlock because of the whole Denise Baxterdale saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been, that's funny. Yeah. Where <laughs> I want to know what Decore was losing his mind about. I mean, I know it was about that incident, right? But he completely lost his head. Oh yeah, he did. He was going nuts. I'm surprised. I, I still can't figure out why nobody was sent off for any of that. Yeah, it was just a bunch of yellows and nothing else happened of it. It was that was odd. The other thing I wanted to bring up and mention about Everton was, on a positive note, as far as supporter goes, they got opportunities. They didn't capitalize on any of their opportunities, but there were actually like unlike with Frank, where there just didn't seem to be anything happening like there were multiple chances they fucked off those chances oh yeah but there were multiple chances yeah i think once dice gets them organized completely i think they'll start to to play very very well i think yeah. they'll go on a bit of a run they really need calvert going healthy yeah they consistently healthy need him healthy i mean yep. N- a- a- mope did all the dirty work and and ran around it, but he's not a point man and if we're going to play some root one ball you got to have somebody who's going to be able to bring it down. Yep. Um, that little ball that uh, Ellis Sims flicked onto DeCorey that DeCorey then completely fucked off. Well, he, that, how that many touches? Do, how nasty. many touches do you want before you shoot? Yeah, he wanted it on his right foot, not his left foot. Jesus, and it's like you're that he, open. Just hit it with your left. Even Garrett texted yeah. me. It was like, how long is it going to take? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As he's, he's like, he's still dribbling. <laughs> so I brought up this point to uh, to Ken and. Um, I would just say, let any Southampton player that is outside the 18 take a shot. Don't try to foul them. 
because if you do foul them, James Ward Prowse will 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 score. Yeah, he will. I am more surprised giving fucking free kicks like that. I am more surprised when a free kick of his doesn't go in than when it does. It's going in. It's the only. Do you see how quickly up and down that ball went? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he put it in the bottom left corner. I after putting it over six foot three inch defenders. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, though the bend it like Beckham thing, and you know how Beckham would take over. I got official words. This fucker, he's better. He's fucking better. He's he has seventeen direct free kick goals. Mm -hmm. Beckham's record is eighteen, so he's one away from equalizing his record. I got official word on that. He'll do it this season. He's breaking it this season. This season it'll be done. It's gonna happen. I'd say probably next year, year after, he'll make that unattainable. Yeah, we he have. will own that record till the day we die for sure, and probably till my kids die. Yeah, it just it fucking it's a guarantee, and especially with a club that's having a lot of problems and it's like, don't give them the freebie, don't give them the freebie. Like Everton at Goodison outplayed Southampton. They gave him the fucking freebie. Yep. And he made him fucking pay. Like, just don't. Bazunu played really well. Oh, he played out of his fucking yeah, mind. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but Chelsea really didn't create a super amount of chances either. I mean, they dominated the ball a bit, but they uh, Southampton looked fairly comfortable through most of the match. They really did. Um, I mean, to the point where the, the most exciting thing that happened to Chelsea was Cesar Azpilicueta getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got deboed right in the face. Jesus, he did. Well, that was a... I mean, no hesitation in the shot. It was a attempted bicycle kick yeah. that he just got kicked square in the face and knocked the fuck out. Yeah. They took him to hospital. He's okay. He sent messages, which is why these jokes are appropriate. Because mm-hmm. um, everything's fine. There's no problem. A little concussed, but that's all. Very good. Very good. Is Chelsea a mess or is Potter the problem? <sighs> I'm going to be diplomatic to everyone involved and say a little bit of both. I think he may be out of his depth egotistically um, because he's a very humble guy. He's an Mm -hmm. an, uh, uh, analyst type of person. Right. um, And he likes a project. He's a lot like Pochettino. But I think he lacks the charisma and the the big headedness. Like if you look at the top end of the Premier League right now, you've got Jurgen Klopp, you've got Pep Guardiola, you've got Mikel Arteta. You've got even Eddie Howe to a certain extent. He'd be a little feisty in interviews and stuff, but you have a lot of really emotionally led managers. See how Sir Alex was back in the day. Arsene Wenger was known to be be quite spicy sometimes. You have these giant personalities that go along with their nerdiness about the game. Right. Potter doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, and I I I thought it was always going to be a struggle coming from little old Brighton, you know, as it was coming to from Ostersons in the first place from Sweden yeah. to manage the egos and to do this at the other. And in a team where you're paying no less than 60, 70 million per player, there's ego attached to that. And yeah. I'm not sure that he has the ability to deal with those egos and keep everybody happy. How much longer does this go on? I don't know. I really don't. Listen, the only thing we have to go on is the Dodgers. 
because of um, that's the only other sports team the Bullies have owned. Right, right. And and old Todd was very patient with that manager. He's been there what seven years? You you said I think. Yeah. Um, because they're one of your biggest rivals for the the San Francisco Giants, yep, right? Yep, absolutely. So he stuck with that manager through thick and thin and gave him time. Football baseball fans are not like footy fans. Foot football's a very different beast. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I worry for Grand Potter, I really do. Especially how reactive Todd Bowley seems to be just in general. Uh cherries get a huge fucking win. And why aren't we surprised that when they get a win like this, it's because Traviner and Solanke are back in the lineup and healthy. They are that important to that team. Absolutely. Yes, they are. Um, absolutely, 100% they are. Wolves um, really missed an opportunity here to put a little distance between them and the bottom. Absolutely. And in their building, too. That's the thing. At the Molyneux. But they have such a problem scoring goals. Now, they've done better since Lopetegui's been in charge. Yeah. But they're still one of the lower scorers in the Premier League, in, in, including his time in charge. Yeah. So... I just don't know. I don't know. That's um, what should we make of wolves is exactly what my question was. Then the follow up question. I like, don't know. <laughs> I accidentally answered it. I don't know. This, well, this team could end up still being in a relegation fight. They really could. Yeah, hundred percent. They could absolutely, you know, especially with Lester going on the run. They've been on uh, the last few games, seemingly getting their shit together. You got you guys. Um, yeah. You know, leads are kind of falling down. Southampton put some points on the board here. West Ham is too good of a team to be in fucking. 18th yeah, don't place say right that now. the ferryman can work his magic. Don't, yeah, but, don't but say still, that. they're too they're too good to be in to be in the relegation zone. They're too talented of a team to be there, and so those are some clubs that are better than Wolves. And I just you you see Wolves get that three nothing win against Liverpool, and it's like great again. What's the icing and what's the cake? They got to be like that every time at home. They yep. really got to be. They got to make it a fortress. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, Forest will stay in the league because they've turned. Um, the city ground into a fortress. Everton stayed in the league last year because Goodison was a fucking was a fortress. fortress. Exactly. You're starting to feel like now under Dyche winning two of three and those two were at home. Goodison's back to being a fortress. Yep. The Molyneux has to be a fucking fortress, yep. man. It really has to be. And, and it's, just, it just isn't at the moment. They just got to <laughs> figure out a way to score more goals is, is ultimately what it boils down to. Yeah. They have to find a way to score goals. You can't win the footballs if you don't score the goals. <laughs> Fucking crazy to think that all three teams in the drop all got wins all on Saturday. It's like, wild. It was really it, you just that never fucking again. It's been eight fucking years since that's happened. Normally somebody slips up. Was it? I think, Lil Kim, you could do it. Put your ass into it. Yeah, you could do it. Put your hip into it. Running out the rest of the league and anything but, oh, so that happened. Brentford won, Palace won, Fulham won, Brighton nil, Newcastle, I mean, sorry, Liverpool two, Newcastle nil, Man United three, Leicester nil, Tottenham two, West Ham nil. Palace a little hard done. I think they were probably the better side in this match. I mean, the first 35 minutes, like everyone thought they had chances, but to me, didn't really look like they were very clear cut chances okay. um except for olise's chance uh that that actually probably should have been um should have been a goal but his cross uh was the one that opened up the scoring with eze getting on the end of a peach uh, uh of a pass um but similarly both goalkeepers said fuck you you ain't scoring 
I mean, both goalkeepers laid it on them. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Uh, it was an excellent, excellent defensive performance uh, from from both from both uh, keepers and both teams, really. Um, but it was a fairly even game, in my opinion. I mean, both teams had chances, but a couple here or there. But uh, and Yanelt getting a last minute equalizer yeah. was was fantastic, obviously for Brentford. That this was a game they should have lost. I think it is hard harsh on Palace. So this is where you do say though for Brentford, if you're going to be a top ten side, you find, don't lose this game. Yeah, find a way to get a point when you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. They did that. So yep. as they're improving as a club, you know what? You go, hey, it wasn't our best day at the office. I wish we had played better at yeah. home, but we didn't fucking lose, right? For sure. Absolutely. So imagine, if you will, with me, a song. Making my way down to the South Coast, walking casually. I'm a codger. Go have yourself a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nicest way that they would do a snatch and grab, right? I think so. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, Because I can't think of a game that was more one-way traffic than this. Brighton dominated every single uh, statistical category. Uh, except the one that truly matters, which is one nothing goals. Yep. Um, after having two goals disallowed for offside, uh, Brighton just didn't let that stop him. They just kept going, kept going. Uh, but Manor Solomon got his his what seemed like Fulham's only chance at a game. Really? Yeah. I'm sure they had one or two more. Yeah. Really. Um, but that it was such one sided play um, that I can't really even remember another Fulham opportunity. Yeah. It was Agreed. pretty insane. Um, but yeah, I I mean this is if in the grand scheme of thievery in football, right? We have the people that broke into big dunks house as Mm. our point as our control, right? Probably said something offensive. Didn't really realize who he was or thought the hard man thing was an act. They got beat to literally within an inch of their lives to where dunk thought he had to resuscitate one of the people and tried to guy didn't die. So I guess he succeeded, but then you have these polite thieves as you say, just mm-hmm. walking quietly. They take their <laughs> shoes off at the front door. Yep. You know, very, very cautious to not break any glass. I'm a cottager. Have yourself a lovely day. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> just gently placing objects into their bag. <laughs> probably don't want to wake the kids. No, probably even if they get caught, you go, you don't have any problem if I take this with me. Well, you know, I'd, like <laughs> yeah. take, I'd like to take this, all three points, and put it in my bag and go ahead and head oh, on. Oh, hello. I, I'm a thief. Yeah, I'm a burglar. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. Yeah, um, I'll be having this now. Yeah, okay. lovely, lovely place. I'm going to take these three points with me. And again, Bye-bye. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to just take this stuff. Uh, That's pretty much how it went. You know what? For for all the Fulham niche things we that we say about them as a club, they have been fucking ruthless. <laughs> Absolutely ruthless since since uh, just before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. They are not losing to anybody. No, uh, but I mean, I'm sure before Dice came in over the last couple of weeks, I'm sure you had a little bit of, uh, you know, that that whole syndrome where you see your ex for the first time after you broke up. Oh, and he's <laughs> and he he's looks doing, fantastic yeah. and he's yeah, <laughs> he like, looks really good. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The, the new the new girlfriend's doing better than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got Definitely. a better job. Oh, absolutely. The case. You're just like, why didn't <laughs> we give him a real sh- chance? Yeah, uh, that's right. We're dysfunctional. It's not him. It's um, us. Definitely. <laughs> definitely us. Oh, brilliant. <clears throat> That's fantastic. Massive yeah. statement win for the Reds. Here we are. Uh, thinking, hold, uh, hold, uh, all uh, right. Oh, hold on. Massive statement win for the Reds. 
here we are thinking, you know, Newcastle's getting their act together. And then all of a sudden, you look in the back of the parking lot. You see that one lone dumpster. And it's lit up red hot. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> wait, the dumpster fire's still here. <laughs> So the one I wrote was you can inject all the oil money you want. Mm-hmm. You can uh, potentially, I, I don't know if this is unconfirmed, but just given their track record, make all of the thinly veiled threats of violence that you want. Um, and you can throw money at any problem that you want, literally that's right in front of your face. But a banter club will always find a way. <laughs> Nick Pope, <laughs> instead of heading the ball, trap the ball with his face yes. on the ground. Not sure how his nose is still attached to his face after the hit that it because he dove on it. Very I was strange. just wondering why didn't he just throw a whopper at it? That would have gotten more accomplished <laughs> than what he did. I mean, it, 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 Tim Howard later on said in that moment you don't think, but it's like why is he not just swinging at it with his foot? Like it wasn't like he was that late to the the. the but I don't know how you're his, not thinking. Because you decided to do a diving header. Yeah. So in the span of why am I face planted on the ground and let me grab this ball in front of me? What disconnect happened where you didn't remember what the fuck was going on? And and in why we say it is still the banter club, still the dumpster fire, because then and this ultimately ended up losing because uh, in fantasy, uh, Keith had uh, Dubravka. Debravka didn't give up a goal and he went for more than 60 minutes. So, so he, he got, got a shutout. Shut yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. So we don't have Pope for the uh, League Cup final. Oh, wait. We sent Debravka to United, who is now cup tied to United. Yep. Who who do they play in the Lori's League Cup? Carriers. Who do they play in the League Cup final, though? United. United. Yeah. Yeah. If it was any other club, no, he would have still been cup tied. Yeah. Still would have been cup tied. You can't rep- in, the, in the cups, you can't represent. Yeah. Two teams in the same competition. Um, yeah, so Nick Pope misses the final, obviously the first yep. choice keeper. Then you have Dubravka, who's cup tied. But the the biggest bit that makes it funnier is mm-hmm. the third choice goalkeeper who they bought because uh, Carl Darlow is injured. Yep. Is none other than Liverpool fuck up Loris Karius. Yes, that we all know from the Champions League final against uh, Madrid. Real Madrid, yeah, whose life was ruined as a result of that game, essentially. Uh-huh. It ended up in obscurity in Turkey, not really playing for a mid-table side in, in, in that country. Right. There is apparently a push to try to get the red card overturned. The problem with that is, he handled, uh, he handled also, the actually, there's another facet to this. In his Please. post-game, uh, Eddie Howe said, it seemed harsh at the time for the uh, for that red card to be given. But I don't really know the rules around this one. <laughs> you're you're the manager, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should probably know the fucking rules of the game. You're, you're the manager of a fourth place club team, a fourth place club team. <laughs> and, oh, it yeah. took a while. It's like they've been saving up all the banter to just let out at one yeah, minute. All at once. You remember when you were a virgin? Mm hmm. All those many moons ago, Sam, yes, for you. I, yes, many moons ago. <laughs> and you were building up to your first sexcapade. Yep. And then it lasted all of two seconds and you exploded everywhere. Yep. That's what's happening right now. Oh, yeah. They got into the Champions League places and they were thrusting in and out between third and fourth. Uh-huh. And then, pow! All the banter comes at once. Yep. And banter, while fun, 
is brilliant in both your eyes and ears. <laughs> Because I love seeing it and I love hearing all about it. Uh. I got some, uh, I got a banter controversy uh, about Liverpool. Okay. okay. Uh, Liverpool, to remind you, I had to write this down, they won the Sports Positive 2022 Award for Greenest Club for their commitment to sustainability. Their, okay. uh, what is their uh, buses run on sustainable fuels. So why did they fly 33 minute flight? 147 minutes from Newcastle back to Liverpool. <laughs> Klopp said the Premier League made him do it. They made him well, do it? no, but they put him in an impossible situation since they faced Real Madrid in 72 hours. Oh, so he so had they, to fly. So we can't to. drive a three-hour, we can't make a three-hour bus no, trip. No, no. They had to fly because he wanted his players to have maximum rest, and so they're being roasted over this sustainable, sustainable choice. Well, you know, it's also quite funny is Forest Green Rovers are actually like the most sustainable club in England. They have a zero carbon footprint, apparently. Mm -hmm. Big Dunk is now the manager of them. And when asked about all of this stuff, we talked about it last week, yeah. but all the oh, I didn't know potatoes were vegan. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, brilliant. And somebody posted a, uh, a photo um, after Dunk's comments of just a piece of turf on a plate that said mm. vegan cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> or big dunks version of vegan cheesecake or whatever. It's Fuck just it like brilliant. a thing of grass. Oh, uh, it's so good. I'm so glad Newcastle are back. Uh, Mr. Graham, by the way, you <laughs> make said Newcastle you wanted, banter again. You wanted to bust uh, Alan's <laughs> balls, but give it up to Alan him and uh, him and the missus. will be at Wembley this weekend. Wee! They are flying out. They are going to Wembley. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Good for them. They can see Laura Scarry's fuck up a person. <laughs> and I hope, I hope, I hope, because he featured for them, he will get a medal if Manchester United win. Oh, I hope Debravka <laughs> walks across that stage. He won't. But in an ultimate power move as to why, because he was a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Is a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Why? You won't. Uh, and, 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 oh, fuck, the other thing. Newcastle goalkeepers is the one thing about Newcastle, even under Mike Ashley, you don't have to worry about. Right. So why they would buy Nick Pope and offend Dubravka to the point where he goes out on loan, gets cup tied to the team they're playing in the final, right? Then they can't play the other guy, the Pope, because of the red card. It's all very meta. I'm loving it. It's beautiful. If I was Dubravka, I would walk up there in my suit right, to yeah, receive like, my medal with the Manchester United team give me my and medal, take it back into the dressing room and slap Eddie Howe with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bread, just power play. You're like, Why would you? You didn't need a goalkeeper. Dubravka was good. Right. Right. I love it. It's too fun. This well, is fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's proper stuff, this. It's proper stuff, this. And you know who else? ITV has the game in England. Mm -hmm. Yeah. ITV has the uh, has the coverage in England for this final. Do you know who? Because Jules Breach mm -hmm. uh, is is uh, actually hosting the coverage of the final okay. um, for for ITV. Do you know who her two guests are as as analysts? Mm -mm. And this is ITV properly taking the piss because she said she didn't find out about it until this morning. Who is it? Peter Schmeichel and Shay Given, two fucking goalkeepers. 
an embarrassment of riches for my TV. Yeah. When Newcastle is struggling the way they are. To find a keeper to play the match. Priceless. This I feel like I'm in the middle of a MasterCard commercial. This is fucking priceless. The cost of admission, 72 pounds. The cost of flights for Alan, $3,000 round trip. The cost of watching Loris Carriers drop a ball in another cup final. Priceless. Yeah. <laughs> United dominate. Rashford is fucking rolling. But oh, wait. I didn't know people were allowed to kick people in the fucking knee with spikes up. And apparently that doesn't get a red card. Yeah. Completely changes the game. Of course it does. That should have been a red. Definitely. Should have been a sending off. Same. How how can you tell me that VAR is looking at things fair and rationally when the freeze frame you have is a cleat up going directly into a person's knee? How can you justify that that is not violent conduct and that is not a red card. I mean, how can we, you look at that and not say that that's we not all, a red card? We all agree that, that VAR, everything looks worse in slow motion. We all yeah. agree that that is the case. You would hope that they took the context of the game into consideration um, and the context of that particular movement into consideration. But they've already shown in the past that they don't. Right. So I don't know why they didn't do it, but there definitely, I think, should have been a red card shown here. Um, look, I'll go back to it. Alon against Newcastle. He came through, got a fair tackle, but because his leg swung through at the end, they changed it from a yellow card to a red card, and they overanalyzed the fuck of looking at that on yeah. VAR. And here you oh, well, have... Well, two weeks ago, they didn't even draw the fucking lines of the Arsenal game for an offside. Yeah. And then in the Brighton game, they drew the lines, but it was on the wrong fucking player. Right. So what is VAR doing? Right. You have replays. You have the benefit of taking as much time as you need to figure it the fuck out. Do we think that maybe VAR was a mistake? Yeah, I've been thought that. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. But they want to do it. There's a ton of money involved. I understand it. But there's absolutely no reason for the failures that are happening. Then get it fucking right. Yeah. I mean, look at the NFL. They get it right. Yeah. What? Send over a fucking consultant. Help them. NFL may overanalyze it a little too much, I think, at times, but they ultimately get it right. Yeah. 100%. 100%. There's one or two calls. The, a NA, the NHL gets go, it right. The NBA go, gets it, it right now. Yeah. The, yeah. the NBA. I saw a VAR decision in the in the NBA the other day that involved a, a scrap, a fight. Everton could have used this. <laughs> the referee physically stood there watching the replay with a fucking notepad. Right. And he had headphones on in communication with the NBA offices for an assisted referee also looking at the same shit. Right. And then they compared notes at the end of it. And then he talked to the rest of his referee crew to come up with a decision on who to eject. Yeah, fair enough. Come on. It's not that difficult. It really isn't that difficult to fucking do. Rashford is playing fucking amazing right now. Probably the best striker in England at the moment. Um, I at was, the moment. I was going to say there's obviously pieces that need to be fixed on uh, on United. I would say. You know, you could probably improve the midfield a little bit. You know, well, you, you still you have Erickson hurt. You have right. Casemiro suspended because he, <laughs> he choked out that other dude, uh, Will Hughes, the other day. Casper, the friendly midfielder. Yeah. Um. 
So he, he, I think United's midfield's okay. They're going to need reinforcements. So Casemiro is what, 32, 31, 32? Yeah, of course, of course. So they're going to need, despite looking 12 years old. Erickson's on his uh, second life. Exactly. He's on the, um, you know, Duracell plan like like uh, uh, Christian is. He needs to, they, they're going to need to reinvest because Fred, I don't think, is the future. Right. right. No way. Um, he's serviceable, but he's McTominay, best I, do, I don't think, is the future. I think they're both at best backups. Yeah. That you know, you bring them in when you're trying to lock down the midfield at the end of a game. I don't and they can give you, you know, two or three in a row maybe, but consistently they're going to make mistakes um if they if they play too often. That all this being said, uh and Jaden Sancho with a good goal as well by the way. Um Lester I thought it wasn't exactly a bad performance. Again, no. um it was they failed to capitalize on any opportunity they had in the opening, probably 18, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then United had enough time to grow into the game and start to assert themselves. But Leicester weren't without chances. They always looked a threat going forward. And on a different day, I think they finished those chances off. And so this is we're talking about a different this, story. I thought this was very flattering for United. This. I wrote down this question, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Who are the Foxes? Their offense. If the offense isn't clicking, they're going to lose. If the offense is clicking, they've got a shot and may very and well part of that, win. Vout face is a terrible defender. He's good for at least a mistake a game that results directly in a goal. Yeah. Yeah. He really. But then he not. slides on a on a ball that's put in. He dives about two yards too early and somehow gets a toe to it. Yeah. I don't know how he does what he does, but he, he's either brilliant or or calamitous, and there's nothing in between. Yeah. He can't just have a quiet game. Yeah, very true. And, and that's Absolutely not a agree. good thing for a defender. No, no. I, I played central defense in college, right? <laughs> and the last thing I wanted was anybody talking about me. No. If I did my job correctly, everything looked smooth, was distributed correctly, and I didn't have to do any last-ditch defending. Right, because you did your job correctly. I did my job the right way, and yeah. I, I was in the right positions, and I it looked easy. But... Every week we're standing here talking about him and Doug. Oh, yeah. And it ain't good. Oh. It's no, not it's good. Not. It's not good at all. Spurs move into the Champions League spot, and the Irons now find themselves in the relegation battle. Ultimately, as you said earlier, I think West Ham ha will be able to figure this out. I Agreed. think David Moyes doesn't know what his best team is, which is why he continues to change it. I think Skamaka has been a bust. Um, I hate to say it, Smokey, but I fucking told you so. Um. I think Antonio is finding form again and confidence again after being dropped for Skamaka. Um, but you also can't expect him to just start rattling off goals. Well, that's when what I'm he's saying. He's, he's got to find his, his form again. Right. But you also have the goals are, you know, not obviously here because they, they were shut out. But in the previous few games where they have scored a goal here or there, they've been shared around by the team. For now, I think, got one a few weeks ago. You had Bowen getting one. Uh, that might, might be it to be honest. I don't know, Suchek scored one, I think, too. Mm -hmm. But my, my point is, is they've always been a team that shared around the goals, and that's how they, uh, you know, achieved the, the heights of last season and the season before that, making the Europa League and then going all the way to the final. They um they just need to they just need to find the net again. They just need to get that confidence back. I think selling Craig Dawson was a huge mistake, in my opinion. Agreed. I thought he brought a sense of calm to the back line that they haven't seen since he left. Well, and Zuma still hasn't been 100%, so it's like, why do you let Dawson go when you kind of 
needed that depth in the team. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and and Dawson also, I think, despite the thinning hair, I think Craig Dawson makes them a more attractive team. So why go from you know having a pussy licker and a pussy kicker on the same side to just a pussy kicker? <laughs> it's, a, it's a stretch. It's a stretch at best. Sure money. Fuck's sake. Yeah. There was like a weird Steven Tyler reference going on in my head also yeah. with the lick a lot of puss uh, yeah. dinosaur joke. Just didn't work for it, you. Nah, yeah. Even I'll admit that that one wasn't They don't great. all land. What can we say? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, kind of like Harry Kane's penalty from the uh, World Cup. <laughs> Still hasn't come down. Wait. <laughs> all right. I am down 2300 United States dollars. <laughs> I have clarified the uh, current 24 weeks of the season. We don't make bets on the first season. That means I am 0 for 23. You are slot. <laughs> just killing it. The worst part is in real money betting, I'm making money still. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. I just can't hit a, a, a bet here to save my Tiger's goddamn blood. life. You're winning. This is terrible. Winning. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Sam, how have you done so far? Uh, two, uh, two better week. than you, two better than you. Yeah. I still did not win this week because <laughs> everyone lost. I took all home teams. They all missed. Yep. Yay. So I am now down $1,468. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Cram, I'm not sure if you knew this, but 9.52381% of the time, Sam. Works 100% of the time. It really does. So we're under 10% officially. We are under 10%. <laughs> you know what 10% is? You know what 9% is better than? Zero? Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's what I'm gutting for here. Now, uh, I'm interested to hear what ended up happening with Pat because his money, too, he could have maybe gone back behind me. I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, How much you down total now? 1468 $14.68. <clears throat> do some quick maths here. All right. Well, you tried to go for the gusto last week and it didn't work out for you. Uh, I am taking a two leg parlay. I am taking Fulham to beat Wolves and I'm taking Arsenal to beat the Foxes at plus 285. I just want to take away a chip. I need to stop going for it. I hear you. Okay. That works. Should be all right. Yep. Very I, I good. think that'll I think that'll hit except for. Mm hmm. I. Have two of those games as well, which means we're probably going to lose. <laughs> very good. Very good. Do we have uh, our friend Patrigo? Has he stayed and awake now, this week? It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. Hey, Sleeping Beauty. How are you? <laughs> I knew you are going to give me shit about that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to bed at 8.30. We started the segment at 8.18. Technically, you should have still been fucking awake. Okay? I, I, I hear you. The Super Bowl was a long, long night. Did yeah. you all have a Did you all have a good Super Bowl? Yeah, it was fine. No, I, I fucking food. didn't actually. Uh oh. Yeah, I had a I'm ten a leg parlay, a nine leg parlay, and an eight leg parlay that built on top of each other, and every goddamn thing hit except Patrick Mahomes passing yards. Oh yeah, I think everybody. I mean, I had one with what over two fifty or over two hundred. I had it over three hundred. Averaged three fifteen during the season and uh, like three twenty five or three thirty during the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, uh -huh. I just did. Uh, just do what you average. Just hit three hundred. 
You're good. Nine-way parlay. Yeah. And eight <laughs> legs hit. Eight legs of it hit. Yeah. I had $60 in bets to win 1400 and change on the Super Bowl. And fucking Was the one, the one thing I should have been able to bank on fucked. You're, yeah. uh, Pat just asked you, is there anything you could have cashed out on? No. 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 Because he, he went out for a little bit with the working on his ankle. You know, for that, what was it, the four plays or something, he went out, mm-hmm. and they suspended the cash out at that point because they didn't think he was coming back in. And then, magically, he decides he can run for 40 yards. Yeah. Fucking prick. <laughs> Fucking prick. Yeah, that's okay, because uh, all my bets that I made before the game uh, were hit, like, the, uh, over and things like that. Uh, but then I, I, spent, I, I gambled all that away on bets during the game that did not hit. So Nice. I, I and it ended even, so you can't complain, but it was like, Jesus. I mean, I was only yeah. 60 bucks down, so it's not the end of the world, obviously. But oh, no. It's yeah. just a bit ridiculous. But that, that's what I've started doing, actually, is betting a bunch of props of just for people to do what they average. And because I end up with a seven or an eight-leg parlay, I get good odds. And I normally hit. Because yeah. so, just yeah. do what you average, and you're good to go. So you bet 60, and, and, and Pat over here goes... Well, you know what? My kids are going to need to pick up a good old blue collar trade because they ain't going to fucking college. <laughs> I can only afford Lincoln Tech. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, Pat, I need to know what you're doing this week, my friend, uh, in the English Premier League betting sphere. Oh, right. Well, Sam was just wondering how how it turned out for me last week, and it did not turn out well. Losing four out of five. Uh, I Damn. am down to $1,631. Not good gambling. <laughs> <laughs> so I am uh, so fuck it this year this week uh, I'm doing a four game parlay I mean what who cares yeah, fuck uh, it. <laughs> I'm in so first our- of shitty betters you know what hey real quick Pat before you go on you know what I feel like this season for gambling has been because normally every four or five weeks each of us hit right more yeah. often than not you remember that scene when Heath Leather- uh, Ledger was Joker Mm-hmm. And he's just uh, taking that pile of money in that warehouse and dumping gasoline on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Batman's like, what are you doing? You know, just, yeah. Oh, it's Christian Bale. What are you yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. And he lights that match and just tosses it and goes, I just don't care. <laughs> That's us. Yeah, fuck that it. Yeah. Just, you know what? Let's bet the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Let's bet every game. Let's parlay them. Right. Put it off. <laughs> All right. So what do you got this week? All right, so I'm going to take Arsenal over Leicester, uh, Everton over Villa, Leeds over Southampton, and uh, Liverpool over Palace for 100. That'll pay off at 1340. So, that, you know, with money. Yeah. (laughs) So you can get most of your losses if that hits. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not going to, so don't worry about it. But, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it won't even wait to the to the last game to not hit. It'll just not hit on the first game of the of the morning, and and the bet will be dead from then on. That's how it's been rolling. So, right, yeah, that's not true. good gambling. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, we've pushed like four Adam buttons. This do we owe him any money? No. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> tell him we tell him we don't have it. Yeah, we well, got a pair, we got a pair of bookies off. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, in honor of you being awake this weekend, I just wanted to tell you something. All right. (laughs) I've got uh, a four-way parlay as well. 
But Grammy mine, folding <laughs> is a bit sensible. Uh, I'm down 2300, as I said, but I've got Fulham over Wolves, which I think same as you. That'll yep. happen. Arsenal over Leicester uh, as well. I think same thing. Uh, face is not going to be able to deal with us. Right. City over Bournemouth because somebody going to get a hurt a real bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then I've got Liverpool to beat Crystal Palace as well. That is plus. $769. Very so I can eat, eat up a bit of my debt, put myself in the mix since both of you were about down 1600 Right, right. So I can get back into the game. We'll all be within 50 60 80 bucks of each other. Mm. You know, one bet hits. Somebody now has a $600 lead. I'm now <laughs> down about, I'm down about 1500 If I hit mine, I end up being down about 1200 Yeah, right. So, yeah. but so. We're in the mix. Right, right, right. One bet hits, we can change the lead, actually, for right, a change. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm doing something rather sensible, it seems. But again, I did that this past weekend with all those home teams and got fucking nothing. All three of my home teams fucking lost. So we'll so. see what happens here. Yeah, it does not, does not work out well for no, us. No, not at all. Uh, you know who's on a bit of a fucking run right now? And I'm surprised she hasn't gone and flown the coop. Kitty the chicken. <laughs> Are you going to be taking that money and just fucking bounce? <laughs> well, I guess I should unmute myself. Yes, you should. I even failed to make her push the button. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kitty is on a big slide and has lost four in a row. Four so in a row. Damn. At ten and twelve. Uh, so this week, I gave Kitty Liverpool traveling to Crystal Palace. Christenbull. So Kitty went through an old shoebox and pulled me out an, a Kodak, you know, one of those from a disposable camera. So yeah, it must, wow. have been, okay. must have been an older photo. It was a picture of her on Steven Gerrard's shoulder back in Istanbul in 2005. Ah, Christenbol, Istanbul. The old, the old comeback. Yeah. 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 Clearly, he wasn't alone. He had Kitty there. But he was on both his feet. Now, it's obvious that Kitty doesn't see Liverpool slipping up this weekend, and she's picking them to defeat Berjan's, not Nicole's, Berjan's Crystal Palace. You see what I did there, Liverpool slipping up this weekend? That's you know, nice. Gerard it's not bad. Not being alone. Even, not bad. Uh, it's, I, it's, sometimes I do some really brilliant writing. I mean, Kitty does some really brilliant writing. I really like that meme the other day about the Gerard Lane in Liverpool. Somebody mm -hmm. named Gerard Street or whatever, and said, oh, "I can't walk down there. It looks really slippery." <laughs> it's funny. Well, your brilliant, uh, your writing might be brilliant, but your gambling surely isn't. That's why I need to respond. Mm. Drink a beer real quick. Your English isn't very good either. Your ability <laughs> to say words no so good. That's why you all need to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can't get up! Oh no! I thought she was having a little tailor there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a double game week, of course, because it's the fucking championship and there's a million games a season. Uh, no love lost on Valentine's Day between Cardiff and Birmingham, where uh, Cardiff won 2 0. Speaking of Cardiff, and I want to get this out of the way now because closing words have to be um, poignant to one particular thing. Mm -hmm. um, Huddersfield Town, 28 years after sacking him, mm -hmm. 
Neil Warnock is back in charge. Yeah. Neil Warnock, the warlock, is back in football. Come on. I also heard that both Sam Allardyce and Harry Redknapp have been linked to the Leeds job. No Please, shit. please, please hire them in tandem. <laughs> I have to see that duo of absolute fucking old English shitheads. Yeah, but then what's what is uh, uh what is it? Sammy Love, who's uh Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee, who what's Sammy Lee's job gonna be then if the you the same hire- as it always is, just handing big Sam Werther's originals. <laughs> That's <laughs> all it is. Pint glasses of fucking <laughs> <I'm Cabernet. wide. laughs> Please make it happen. Play all the hits. <laughs> uh Coventry beat Millwall one nil, Norwich City three one over Hull, Sunderland three nil over QPR, Burnley and Watford played to a one one draw, which actually killed my bet midweek. Cause yes, I was at work. Betting on the championship. Uh, Reading 2-1 over Rotherham, which I actually got correct. Uh, and then on Wednesday, you had Wigan, a 1-1 with Bristol City. Preston and Luton played to a 1-1 draw. That actually screwed me again. Stoke 3-0, which I chose. Um, and that was the last draw. They had to get Warney in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2-1, Swansea over Blackpool. Borough 3-1 over Sheffield United. And Blackburn drew again 1-1 with West Brom uh, on Wednesday. You go to the weekend. Cardiff 1-0 over Reading, so they're continuing their winning ways on Saturday. If I can actually push the fucking button. Millwall 3-2 over Sheffield United, so two losses in a row. Blackburn did get back to winning ways on the weekend, though, mm-hmm. uh, after two draws in a row. 1-0 over Swansea. Blackpool 1-0 over Stoke. That has implications. 2-1 Huddersfield over Birmingham. The Warnock effect only took 72 hours to take place. Yep. I love it. Hull and Preston play to an exhilarating nil-nil draw. Burnley 1-0 over Luton. Boro 3-1 over QPR. Coventry 2-0 over Rotherham. Sunderland and Bristol City 1-1. North City 0-0 with Wigan. And then today, Watford uh, beat West Brom 3-2-2. That leaves your championship table looking like this. Uh, on 32 games played for the top two clubs, Burnley in first place on 72 points. Sheffield United in second place, an astounding 11 points behind and 12 goals back in goal differential. Middlesbrough is now your third place team, but they've played 33 games on 57 points. So even starting to develop a little bit of distance between them and fourth place Luton, who's on 50. Watford is in fifth on 50. Uh, Both of those have a single digit uh, goal difference. Um, in the positive, uh, Luton plus seven, Watford plus four, Sunderland are in sixth with a plus 13 rounding out your playoff places uh, on 49 points, but tied with them only back on goal difference are Millwall with a plus seven on 49 and Blackburn with a minus three on 49. Only three points back from them is Norwich on 46 points with a plus seven. Uh, on 32 games played. That being said, uh, actually, I should mention Sunderland are on 32 games played. Millwall are only on 31. So they have a couple of games in hand on Watford in front of them, uh, actually. Um, And for Millwall, they have a game in hand on Luton as well. Uh, Going back down to West Brom in 10th on 45 on 32 games, Coventry on 45 on 32 games, and Swansea on 42 as are Hull and Preston North End. (sighs) So you have from fifth through on 50 points Watford Mm -hmm. down through to 13th sorry 14th Preston North End on 42 points um where everyone behind Watford has a game in hand wow okay so there are a lot of teams still in the mix 
because there's 24 teams in the division, which means 48 games for the season. Most teams are on about 32 games played. So there's still a hell of a lot of points up for grabs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not a lot separating those playoff teams. Um, uh, all the way down, as I said, to 14th. You win two games in a row. All of a sudden, you're in a fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Down at the bottom of the table, Huddersfield, after their win, are now on 31 points on 32 games played in 22nd place. Still in the relegation zone, but only two points from safety and only three goals back on goal difference to Rotherham. Mm. Um, then you have Blackpool in 23rd and Wigan in 24th, all tied on 31 points as well, but a worse goal difference. Blackpool with a minus 15 and Wigan with a minus 21. All of those teams are on 32 points, as are Rotherham. Um, Now, all of those teams, though, Cardiff is in trouble. Neil Warnock's former haunts. Excuse me, because they are on 33 uh, 33 games played, rather, 35 points on the table and a minus 11. So they're right in the mix with that goal difference. And if everyone below them wins their game in hand, they're only a point out of the relegation zone. Oh, wow. Fuck. There is a lot happening and championship corner might be about a 10 minute segment till from now to the end of the season. It's just, it has so been fucking, fucking crazy. Tight. It's that fucking tight. And like, the games come so thick and fast. It's really mm-hmm. important to actually do the midweek games now. Right. Where like, early in the season, there's so many games to come. I normally only talk about the weekend. Right. But now there, there, there's so much shit happening and there's, you know, teams are still in the FA cup. And <laughs> so they can't be, you know, they're not playing, so they got games in hand, and you always want points on the table, not points in you know in reserve. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucking crazy. It's it's gonna get wild, and and y'all are just gonna have to buckle in and and, and get ready for the ride. Excellent. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, Whew. boys and girls. Uh, Sammy. Uh, yes. Oh, so, hey, Houston. Uh-huh. Uh Miss Jane is watching right now. Oh, and hey. Said, uh, sharp looking, sharp looking jersey there, Sam Houston. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. We got to get you over to the States so you and I can enjoy a bottle of Four Roses that I owe you. Now, Jane and I are uh, up in competition right now for Nicole's love. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So uh, I don't appreciate Jane calling out your jersey not being on brand, actually, because we have a drip shack that people should be uh, looking at. And you can, on brand. F- you can find that uh, on our link tree, which is in the bio of all of our social medias. Uh, and find the DU Drip Shack, which is just dudripshack.com. Actually, we own that domain name. Yes, we do. Um, Thanks. Get Graham. some of your swag. Besides being a whore, do you have any parting words? Yes, I do. Uh, there are two facets to it because I was unable to fit it into the main show anywhere. The first one is quite funny. Lee Mason, after his cock up at Arsenal uh, v. Brentford uh, and f- his failure to draw the lines for the offside, uh, he has left by mutual consent. Uh, the VAR gig that he had after he retired from on-field refereeing. <clears throat> so, so do you leave and we pay you, or do we fire you and you fuck off? Well, I, I guess, guess I'm leaving. guess they have to check VAR for the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I drew the minus sign in the wrong spot. Um, <laughs> you can fire me. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's gone, um, which is good. Doesn't help, you know. This weekend, City's result helped ease that pain a bit. Um, but those those three points were massive with with City having lost to Spurs. You would have just gone back up to a five point lead instead of a two point lead. Exactly. Yeah, um, that's a tough with, one. with a game in hand still, yeah. which would have been huge, would have allowed us two slip ups yeah. um, if we needed them. 
Uh, anyway, so that happened, uh, but more sad, more tragic, more uh, upsetting. I haven't checked the veracity of that uh, this particular facet of the story. Christian Atsu, uh, formerly, uh, I believe, Newcastle United. Uh, um, Newcastle, he and did a loan Everton, spell at Everton as well. Yeah. Uh, he he was a Chelsea player, but he, but as we know, Chelsea has a lot of players. They loan they a bunch loan of them. Out, yeah. yeah. Uh, tragically passed away in the earthquake in Turkey this past weekend. Um, the part that is unverified that I've seen reported by a couple of outlets, not necessarily all of them I trust, though. Mm-hmm. He supposedly had, I guess, have a couple days off after training or uh, after a game, rather. Um, he had a trip booked somewhere. Um, they didn't really say where, but he scored a crucial goal uh, at the weekend. His manager and the team is the one that said this. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah, I didn't this, see that. Yeah, this because I, I know what you're talking about. This is coming directly from uh, the manager of his team said this. Okay, he supposedly had a trip booked and didn't take it because he scored a goal and wanted to stay back to celebrate home. with his team. He was going to yeah, uh, go to Ghana. Like, yeah, he was going home. He did a tremendous amount of charity work in Ghana, and it would not surprise me if he was going back to to check in on some of the things that he pays for uh, back home and decided to stay and celebrate with his teammates instead because of the goal that he scored and, and what he did and <clears throat> ends up passing away at 31 years old in a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, earthquake situation yeah. that has implications all through the country of Turkey with builders. Uh, with government inspectors, with a lot of people that are taking uh, or receiving blame for having mm-hmm. stuff not up to code mm-hmm. and, and not um, having having stuff done properly. Well, in a spot um, where there was 10 buildings, five were still completely standing with no issue and five were completely rubbled on the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, it would naturally bring around some questions. So, correct. And it, it's it's a very, very tragic situation uh by all accounts a a lovely person uh a good trainer professional you know through and through uh christian atsu and and just an all-around lovely bloke no real reason to hate him for anything ton of charity work as i said back in in ghana paid for a ton of surgeries for for underprivileged children uh that had terrible diseases and and ailments and just a very sad thing. I'm sorry, Mel. It's well, okay. Um, his coach had also added on to that, that he uh, died on one of the happiest days. The whole thing is is very, very, very sad. Godspeed to them. May his fellow countrymen uh, continue to live on his legacy and uh, make him remembered for all the good that he's done for their people. That's the key thing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is going to be injury time where we're going to talk about the beers we were drinking. Uh, by the way, it's Bourbon County Beer Review Week from Goose Island. That's right. So pay your five bucks. Listen to us chat about the last <laughs> four years of Bourbon County releases. Yep. Go to uh, check in on our adopted clubs and our fantasy leagues. And then, of course, we're going to preview the weekend's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, how they go about doing it, Mr. Graham? Absolutely. It is patreon.com forward slash Robbie O forward slash uh, DU football show. You just sign up to that one beautiful, sexy $5 tier and you get all of our extra content. That is sound check, which is our actual sound check. Sometimes you can't even hear it. That's usually when Sam's on the ones and twos. Uh, <laughs> when you can hear it, Melissa's in town. Uh, <laughs> Not wrong. Nah, that's right. Not wrong. Uh, but Actually we just correct. But yeah, you guys figured out for the main show. That's all that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. We normally just catch up on a weekend, talk about things from our personal lives. There's a, you know, 
sometimes seals get fucked. You never know what's going to happen there. Then you have injury time, which is our preview show, as Sam said, of the upcoming weekend's action or sometimes the FA Cup action, depending on what's going on and what the calendar brings. Sometimes it's movie reviews because there's an international break and we don't have anything to fucking talk about. (laughs) But you always get a show and that's what matters. Your five bucks goes to something. So make sure you sign up uh, and check us out. We think it's pretty good. Occasionally, you get a video too. You 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 threw in three extra sentences just to make sure we went over an hour. But until next week, everybody, I do what I can, mate. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland, bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. A.K.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Smells of a lord Looks great in shorts Sam Graham Sam Graham Hit the fucking new button